Hello, welcome to the Ultimate Gamer. I'm your host, Rob. And in this video, I'm going to be talking about the new army of renown for the Stormcast Eternals character, Ionis Cryptborn, which is very cool. And we're going to be looking at his new War Scroll, which has just dropped at warhammercommunity.com. So here's the War Scroll. And this War Scroll can be featured, uh, will be featured, and all the information we found in the new upcoming Dawnbringers book. Uh, so it's going to be Dawnbringers 3, The Long Hunt. Um, and this is now currently going to be on pre-order this weekend as well, as part of like an Army of Renown box with two Stormdrake Guard, which is quite fun. But we'll talk about the Army of Renown and the other stuff in a minute. Let's just talk about Ionis Cripborn first. He does have a very interesting imaginative and kind of creepy backstory we'll talk about that after uh, but he is a returning character from he's a returning character from uh from the beginning of age of sigma one we have talked about this already but we think a lot of the age of sigma stuff is going to do a primaris on us where we're going to see some of the original age of sigma stormcast stuff get kind of like you know pushed out it's going to become uh like go across the primaris if that's does that make sense the stormcast stuff across the primaris that's what it's going to be um that's exactly what's going to happen okay so uh that's what we're seeing and he quite clearly looks like you know uh, a space marine character but he's on a dragon which is fun and the character is the dragon is a named character and he's got 16 wounds with three up armor save and he moves 14 inches and this is actually really important that move 14 it's really good really strong really good uh because he's got like an aoe 12 inch aura so it's gonna be 26 inches which we'll talk about in a second but move 14 we really like three up armor save we really like that's really good and then 16 wounds is also great so even if he takes a ton of damage putting some heals in and some other stuff he could like life tank quite nicely there's no ward save on this model so his survivability is not bad but it's not great okay and he's 400 points before we talk and talk any further about it 400 points and he's got the leader and behemoth key role uh, uh battlefield role and he's also a single and unique unique characters can't take generic enhancements from the main red book so he's obviously going to be a priest and when we talk about that that means he's not going to be able to take things like curse so something to talk about later okay so what's he like in combat well games workshop hates melee characters i don't know why like they wrote like three that were like legit they were like sigvald definitely smashed it the light of altharian for lumineth realm lords smashed it and then they were like got trek obviously nailed it but like this guy has got four attacks with his main weapon threes and threes rend one damage two so he's got the same output as like an ogre glutton it's kind of okay but like bleh. and then the dragon's got five attacks that are damage two and then he's also got uh two more attacks that are damage three so i would not consider him to be something you take as like a combat piece like you would something like sigvald um he's definitely more in the support role who also does some combat but definitely not a main feature and probably loses to quite a lot of stuff actually uh but he's very very survivable very very tanky which is good um okay so let's talk about that shall we because he's got some rules for being like more like like survivable he's got this scry intent subtract one from attack characteristic of melee weapons that target this unit to a minimum of one which is good this is really really good uh so now he's going to be in a like a much more survivable position because he's not going to take as many attacks coming in we love that yeah there's no ward save on this guy which is a bit of a shame but if we look at his keywords you can see that he isn't locked to any of the sub factions for stormcast so if you were going to run him purely in stormcast which we're going to talk about when we at the end of the the battle scroll uh sorry, war scroll um 
you know, you could obviously put him with Gardas, and Gardas could, could do a five-up ward save, which I think is good. Not bad. All right, so he's got some other special rules. He's got a weird shooting attack uh, called the Spirit Scouring Flames. Each time a wound is caused by the Spirit Scouring Flames, that unit has become soul-burned. If um, at the end of each hero phase, it's the end of each hero phase in each turn, so it actually does a lot more damage than you might think because it's going to be twice a uh, battle round. You roll a dice for each unit that's soul blur burned. Soul burned. Yeah, burned. Soul burned. And if the roll is equal to or lower than the current battle round, incredibly wordy rule, then they suffer D3 mortal wounds. If you heal or has it, have any abilities that heal a unit, when you do heal a unit, you remove your soul burned curse. Now, it's nine attacks with the Spirit Scouring Flames. This is the ranged attack that causes the soul burning. You know, you could maybe split those up. So, like, you know, do three shots of three or like th three shots there, three shots there, three shots there. So you do it three times and try to like soul burn a unit. But this is weirdly really strong at the end of the game and not that good in the middle. But like, you know, on turn two, uh, you know, a third of the time you'll be doing D3 more wounds. I don't know. It feels like it's a bit of a nothing burger. It's definitely not. Um, it's definitely not the reason you're going to take it. Uh, one of the really good things about this unit is he's got the Draconic Horror special rule. Enemy units cannot receive the Rally and Inspiring Presence commands while they're within 12 inches of this unit. So it's not wholly within 12 inches, it's within 12 inches. And this is really good. No Rally, no Inspiring Presence, a very tough character to get rid of. So, you know, if you were to throw it up early in the first turn, get it involved in your, in your, you know, your opponent's army, have that big area of effect of 12 inches that means that you know your enemy is going to really suffer uh, no inspiring presence is also really good into several different armies uh, and he's on a hundred millimeter base thank you chat so it is a really big base so it's going to affect a large amount of the board which is good so it's a really good rule a really really good rule it doesn't seem like it's very strong when you read it it's not like you know 5d6 mortal wounds but it's it will be very effective uh, in my opinion now he's a priest he's got the arch relictor special rule uh, unsurprisingly, he's a priest. In your hero phase, this unit can chant two prayers, which is pretty good, uh, that it knows instead of one. And at the start of your hero phase, you must say how many prayers this unit will chant. And if you say one, when you chant it, it automatically happens on a six. Um, and if you say two, make chanting rolls for both. So you can almost, or you can always auto cast a prayer, and uh, or you can cast two prayers. Cast two prayers or auto cast one pair, uh, prayer. Now there's a bit of a problem with uh, uh, Ionis Critborn in that he has neither the Lord nor the Knight keyword. This is a bit of a problem, because if you go and look at the prayers, if you run for just Stormcast Eternals, like Divine Light, Translocation, and Blessed Weapons, they all dictate the range of the prayer's ability, depending on whether or not they have the light, the Lord or the Knight keyword. And so Lord's, um, uh, like, Knights are 18 inches, and then, no, sorry, Knights are, like, 12 inches, and, like, a uh, Lord is 18 inches. So this is a bit of a problem for Ionis because he either does all of the spells, all of the prayers, sorry, at zero inches, or he does all of the prayers at infinite, which is a bit of a problem. Me, as a TO, until Games Workshop FAQ it, would probably just say that he is a Lord character and could do them at the maximum range. And if you were to play in your friendly games until Games Workshop does FAQ it, I think that's a really sensible way to play it. If you want it to be a little bit more, you know, cautious, then you could play it at the night level. So you're just doing it at the most limited range. But either way, I would just pick one of those two, discuss it with your opponent, uh, and until it gets FAQ, just play it that way. Um, he's also got another rule buried in the Arch Relictor thing, uh, which is at the start of the enemy hero phase, you can pick one endless spell or invocation within 12 inches. 
of this unit and roll a dice on a two plus that endless spell is dispelled or that invocation is banished that's cool um that's good just the ability to just always shut down an endless spell is really good and shutting down an invocation is even better because that's going to stop uh that's going to stop fire slayers forgetting their kind of auto grand strat it's, an, it's a genuine threat shutting down enemy invocations it's really legit corn players crying right now into their cup of soups uh because that's all they eat <laughs> That's unnecessary attack on core players, but I'm taking it anyway. Um, uh, but like this is this is a really big thank you, Owen, in the chat. Like this is a really big thing uh, to be in the game now. The ability to banish invocations. So getting rid of endless spells, great. It's already pretty easy to do that with so many primal dice and stuff in the game already. But getting rid of uh, invocations, huge, huge. And then finally, he's got a, a he's got a prayer called Lightning Tempest, Tempest, and this does have a range, so he can definitely uh, invocate it, per, cast it, invocate it, pray for it. Anyway, it's cast on a three, and it's a range of eighteen inches. Pick an enemy unit, and then on a three plus, no, they suffer D three mortal wounds. Then you pick another unit within three inches on a three plus, they suffer D three mortal wounds. Then you suffer no, then you pick another unit within three inches of that second unit, and then on a three plus, they suffer D three mortal wounds. And if you roll any ones and twos, it just stops. Uh, you can't a unit can't be affected more than once, so you can't like have an infinite chain reaction. But it's just a way of spreading a bunch of mortal wounds around. So that's kind of his piece his war scroll before we talk about him in the army of renown and actually i think he could definitely see play in loads of different armies i feel like you could play him in stormcast eternals especially because of that ability to uh stop inspiring presence and rally there's a great list in stormcast eternals a minute where you do a bunch of area of effect or aoe mortal wounds so knight Alexa with meteoric standard um or like does a ton of mortal wounds in aoe everyone within six inches once per battle and people are taking you know three or four of those and so you can do that affect loads of units and then have none of them uh, be able to use inspiring presence so maybe cause some battle shocks and get them off celestine prime also does aoe mortal wounds as well things like annihilators dropping down they do that or if you wanted to run it another way and do a bunch of shooting in Stormcast Eternals, you could shoot um, a bunch of stuff and again have this guy kind of stand in the middle of the board, stopping them from being able to use Inspiring Presence and Rally, which feels honestly very good. And he's not a terrible fighter and he's very survivable. In addition, he makes at the 400 point mark, he makes a great ally in the new Cities of Sigmar range, especially because if you take him in something like Subfaction Lethis, he's going to get access to their spell, which turn, uh, sorry, their prayer, which turns off wards, which feels pretty good as well. So, like, he's not like. He's not, like, setting the world on fire, which is funny because he's on a dragon, obviously. Uh, but he's also not terrible. Like, I wouldn't be, like, if I were you and you're, like, you know, like, I'm a pretty casual gamer, Rob, then I think you're very safe picking this guy up. I think he's good enough. He's very survivable. And you've got some real options there, which I think is fun. You're not going to be disappointed with having him as a name character in a Stormcast army, my personal opinion. Now let's go look at him in his army of renown. So his army of renown is coming out and uh, we get to see what the rules are. The rules for these, it's called the Draconis Skywing, is that you get Krondis, that's right, the giant dragon Krondis, his brother Karazai, and Storm Drake Guards units of two or more models, because you can have what, uh, a Storm Drake Guard unit of one model. They all become battle line, which is very funny. So <laughs> you can have Ionis, and then you have Krondis and Karazai, the sons of Draconith, as battle line, which is very fun. Uh, I really like that. That's that's very cool. Um, <laughs> that's, that's very fun. 
Uh, and But they all become battle line. So you can just have just a big, giant monster mash of dragons if you want to, which is cool. Uh, Draconith Guardians of the Armies are selfless bodyguards. So they've also got this Draconith Bodyguard rule, uh, which is, if you want, uh, when some damage would happen to Ionis, then you can pass them on to a unit of Stormdrake Guard on a 4+. But then those damage that, that damage done to that unit can't be negated. I don't really know why you would do this. Stormdrake Guard are really effective for their points cost. They're really cool. They're, they're very good. And I'd, they're kind of weird to have as a bodyguard unit for a dragon because they're also dragons. Like It's just it's an odd rule. And I don't really see why you would be passing wounds off to the Draconith Guard, like, uh, sorry, to the Stormdrake Guard, because they're just better than Ionis's anyway. So it's kind of a weird flex. Uh, but they do get access to some new uh, monstrous actions. So they've got monstrous rampages, they've got two. They've got stun and impact tremors. Uh, so these are only Draconith models, and you can only take Draconith models in the Army of Renown. So you can only take Ionis, you can only take Krondis and Karazai, and you can only take Stormdrake Guard. And the two different monsters Rampages are Stun, which is really good, and Impact Tremors. Stun is pick one enemy unit within three inches of this unit and roll a dice. On a 3+, subtract one from the wound rolls for attacks made by that unit in the following combat phase. This is very effective. This is very, very good. Minus one to wound is a great debuff. Probably the best debuff in the game outside of, like, not piling in and stopping movement and stuff. Like, this is the best kind of, like, in-combat or, like, uh, you know, dice mechanic change. Minus one to wound is really good. Really like that. And then the other one, Impact Trammers, is on a three plus again. You pick a unit within three inches, and that unit can then only make a one-inch pile-in versus a three-inch pile-in. So um, that's not as good, but it's also not terrible as well. In the right situation, you could definitely uh, pin a unit on a corner, make it so it can't pile in to attack you, which is really good uh, because you want to try and reduce as much damage as coming into a dragon army as possible because they're very elite and they've got lots of those. So that's everything that we know so far. Um, they've, got, they've got very few wounds to finish that thought. Um, so that's all we know so far, but we do know that they're going to get uh, three battle tactics, they're going to get some command traits, they're going to get some artifacts, and also three new prayers as well. But those are all in the Army of Renown. So the thing I'm interested in is, like, Ionis as a piece outside of the Army of Renown. The Army of Renown, you don't really have any kind of creative creativity with it and i think that's actually one of the uh, interesting things i'd like you to leave in the comments if you have watched this video till the end uh, and the chat have also been having their thoughts and their opinions about this as well what i find quite interesting is these armies of renown do people like them or do people not like them having seen recently a new player get into the game via an army of renown i feel like it's a really good kind of like you know just pick these models up go play them which i think is really effective it's not for me though uh, for me, I like list writing and I like list building. And Ionis works really well in Cities of Sigmar Army. I think he makes a really kind of interesting ally. And so for me, sorry, Carl, this is Carl the Coffee. For me, that's the interesting thing that I've been like thinking about as soon as I've seen this. The Armies of Renown is either going to be good or not good. And you don't really get much creativity around that kind of like list building. So I'm interested in what you think. Anyway, let me know in the comments below. I hope you enjoyed the video.